0: Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan. Good morning. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is The Fan Early Morning Show. It's The Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. And you can apply online at 84lumber.com. A lot of things that went on overnight. Before I'm coming on the air here and we're starting operation at uh, 93.7 The Fan. First of all, I'm listening to Amy Lawrence on my way in. She's part of the CBS Sports Radio simulcast that goes on. The syndicated show that goes, you know, all across the nation. And she's the after-hours host because she hosts uh, t- from 2 o'clock Eastern time to 6 o'clock Eastern time in the morning. But Ron Cook, I heard Ron Cook on that show. Uh, he wasn't a guest, but they were playing Mike Tomlin audio and one of Ron Cook's questions. Made it onto the show because Ron Cook asked the question, and then Mike Tomlin responded. They were asking him about Kenny Pickett, like why? Are you, why did you even have Kenny Pickett throw if you knew he wasn't going to be in the game? And Tomlin gave one of those that's irrelevant comments, which I don't. Uh, if the if the quarterback's going to warm up, I don't think that it's an irrelevant question to ask. You know why? How soon did you know? He wasn't gonna play. I don't know, because if you don't wanna you don't want to aggravate an injury if there was a serious one, so how soon did they know? I, I don't think that's a question you necessarily need to brush off. Cause it's after the fact. If he didn't want to answer that question on like the sideline at halftime, if he was being interviewed, I'd get that. But like it's after the game. Like, how soon did you know? I think is a fair question to ask. And well done by Ron and some of the other reporters that pushed him on it. Though didn't really give a decisive answer, but I was also I was also happy to hear. Hey, cool Ron got on uh Ron got on the national show his question um and then Tomlin's answer were aired on that show in a in a Steelers focused national segment so good for Ron good for Ron now also I woke up to news this morning um I went to bed around the time that the Arizona Diamondbacks were trailing the Texas Rangers 10 to nothing and the fact that the final score is 11 to seven was was odd, um, definitely is disproving the uh, the legitimacy of bullpen games because both teams tried to extensively use their bullpens yesterday. And I think on, on the World Series stage, you really need a hardcore starter. Like if, the, if the Diamondbacks had a better start or they planned to have a starter in there, somebody they could rely on, they might have actually stolen that game. And handed the Rangers their first road loss of the series, but um, they didn't, and their bullpen failed them, and they got down 10 early, and that's primarily the primarily the reason they lost. I mean, even if they clean up one inning, that game's a lot closer. So uh, rough on the Diamondbacks. And then uh, probably the biggest news coming was uh, Mark Davis announcing late Tuesday night um, pretty much, it seemed like in the middle of the night. Now, I go to bed a little earlier than maybe many of you do because it's, because I have to wake up at 3 in the morning um, to do this job, but um, yeah, apparently Josh McDaniels out. Raiders general manager out. Mark Davis announced, personally, released a statement. No more head coach, no more GM of the team. They're out. Uh, as of Halloween night, so happy Halloween, Josh McDaniels. You're done. Yeah. Is Halloween the best holiday to do that on? I guess Mark Davis doesn't really care. He's just trying to revive his team and bring them out of uh, not great play in recent years. So, yeah, I mean, uh, no further news on what's going to happen moving forward with those two positions. Um, but right now, those two are just definitively out. Mark Davis just decided, after lots of thought, that those two are, are done. They're not going to be a part of the team. I mean, you know, and that really just serves the purpose too. If uh, if organizations haven't found out already, I mean, that's probably the last. It's probably the last strand that you're going to see of like the Bill Belichick descendants. So, I mean, a bunch of teams have tried to to do that where they hire somebody who coached under Bill Belichick and the Patriots and we've all I think come to realize that Tom Brady was really just good enough to to maneuver the offense to to wins and to Super Bowls. And Bill Belichick with uh I'm not even gonna say Mac Jones is is bad. I mean he's playing bad this year, but like he's done he's done okay. I'd call him average, maybe subpar, you know, at best. Right or at worst, I mean, but with a quarterback who's on the average line, uh, Bill Belichick could not make him uh, and the team any better on his own. I think we've established that debate as uh, for sure that Tom Brady was the biggest influence of them all. It wasn't really Bill Belichick, but many teams didn't know that before Tom Brady went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they tried to they tried to get all these. Coaches from the Patriots to come and head coach their teams that it didn't work. And Josh McDaniels, uh, another one of those examples, and you see him there. He's out um, after some poor play to start the year with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. So there you go. So, yeah, those three pieces of information, Ron Cook got on a national show, but, you know, Mike Tomlin kind of still being adverse uh, no what's the word i'm looking for maybe adverse with his answers just still not answering questions Kenny Pickett said he's going to play tomorrow he said that there's no way he's not playing said something along those lines I'm paraphrasing but he said something along those lines he is not uh, he's not going to not play which means that he's going to play he's certain that he's going to play against the Tennessee Titans um i hold the opinion Crowley said it as well um on monday if uh, Kenny Pickett plays the end of that game. The second half of that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Steelers find a way to mount a comeback because that's what they've done all year under Kenny Pickett. He is a quarterback that can indeed bring the team down from behind. Or bring the team up when they're down and behind and um and lead them to wins. And Mitch Trubisky, we all obviously saw, is not the guy to lead the Steelers to comebacks. He's just not. He's just not good enough to do that. And he's barely good enough to be a backup at this point, which um a little scary. They're investing $11 million in him this season, and he's playing like not, he's playing like a not good quarterback. And he's certainly not playing well coming from behind. So that's, that is, uh, that's true as well. But if Pickett's in that game, Steelers win, I'm certain. But I mean, they're still four and three. There's always upside here. I mean, they're still above 500. I know that mediocrity is not the standard. Many of you will get mad if I say that mediocrity not the standard, but, um, But, I mean, they're above 500, and they have a chance to pile on a team that hasn't done too well um, so far this season or hasn't had recent success, like in recent years. They'll, they'll, you know, on a short week maybe it'll be a little rough, but uh, I have faith in them. There's still some upside here when they fall below 500. If they do fall below 500 again, that's when I'll start to really panic. All right, I'll take a quick call before i got to go to a break. Uh, Roland and Castle Shannon, good morning. How are you? Hey,
1: Nick, how are you today, bud?
0: I'm uh, feeling good, feeling good. Happy for the quick turnaround. I want to see a Steelers win.
1: I totally agree with everything you said to start the show. Hey, Nick, I know you've lost a lot of weight. lot of weight. I'm so proud of you on your new diet. You need to reward yourself today. Get some oh, yeah? Halloween candy, a couple baby roosts, oh, yeah. And wash <laughs> it down with a two-liter of Mountain Dew. That's your breakfast today to treat yourself for how well you're doing.
0: I got to stay away from the Dew, but uh, maybe the candy. I don't know. We'll see. Don't tell my coach. All right. Okay, what's on All your mind? What, Tell me about sports. Here's what I got for you. All right.
1: How about the Raiders? And I don't know why they didn't trade for him yesterday at the deadline. How about the Raiders? Higher Canada. Higher Canada.
0: As a head coach? Go- two- as a coach?
1: Anything. Anything. As a dog catcher. <laughs> as a ball boy. Oh, higher Canada. How about a two for one? And we go out and see him in Vegas when we go out and win our seventh Super Bowl. Because Kenny's <laughs> going to spread it out and go empty. They're going to put Jalen Warren in to start the game. Calvin Austin, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and let Kenny go two-minute, let him show him he's clutch on the first drive. Forget scripting. Forget seeing what the defense matchups are. Forget waiting until the fourth quarter, like Thomas said, in his stupid press conference on Monday. How about we let Kenny spread them out and let our guys take the ball to the house and destroy Tennessee and start getting back on track and let's go win that seven Super Super Bowl in Vegas in February.
0: Thanks for the call, Roland. Yes. Roland, you pump me up every time y- you talk and-, and maybe it's just because it's a fresh morning and the day hasn't beaten me down yet, but you know, then we see them play sometimes and, and those Super Bowl hopes kinda kinda fall by the wayside. I-, I mean no, when you when you talk, you pump me up. And I mean it's because it's first thing in the morning too. Everything's fresh. I wanna be highly optimistic, right? You know, sometimes it's a drag when you have to wake up early, but like, you know, once you start hearing Roland talk, you're pumped up. Like I get a lot of energy when I hear Roland talk. But, um, yeah, then, like, you actually see them play or you remember, like, oh, yeah, this went wrong and that went wrong and they don't really have a quarterback other than Pickett and maybe Pickett's not even that good. Uh, some of you hold that opinion, so, like, yeah, you know. Uh, but, but but you pump me up every morning when you talk about that, uh, you know, let's go win the Super Bowl in Vegas, uh, you know, and, and yeah. But, uh, yeah, then the day goes on and sometimes uh, then I lose hope about that when I remember all the things that um, – that they're doing or or all you know, the way that they try to play from behind with Pickett almost every game this season so far. So all right, I'll take one more caller, four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero before I take a break here. Uh good morning. What's your name? Dave from Delmont. Dave, I haven't heard from you in a little while. What's up? Nothing much. How are you doing? Doing uh doing all right, doing all right. What's on your mind?
2: That's good. Uh you just happen to mention about the standard isn't the mediocrity. It's it's the reality, but whatever. But what I wanted to say was, I was listening to, to the afternoon show Monday. Okay. And I don't know if there was a question about uh, not getting the ball to uh, Pickens that much. And Tomlin said that he was getting double covered or whatever. Um, you know, there's ways of getting around the double coverage. I don't know if Tomlin knows that. There's motion, you can bunch the receivers, you can do. Uh, Clearing out, you can do crossing patterns. It just seems like he went to George after the first quarter and said, "Hey, you're getting double covered. Uh, checkmate. Uh, you're not going to get the ball today."
0: Well, no. Here, I he, mean, it, here's something too, though, Dave. Consider this too: if if Deontay Johnson could catch a football, we might not even be talking about the targets that Pickens got.
2: I I totally understand that, but Tomlin has done this on more than one occasion. He acts like you know, well. The other team did this, and uh, we really had no other choice. We we couldn't do anything. They have no imagination. You know, it's like, sure. well, that they decided to double cover. God, game over. Good, we lost. Hey, good move. You know, congratulations. <laughs> right. I mean, he 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 makes absolutely no sense.
0: Dave, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I I understand your sentiment to 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 an extent. I I do know though that it's it's harder to scheme plays when one of your receivers can't catch the football. And I think Jacksonville saw that first play, right? The, the seam down the middle by Deontay Johnson and he couldn't haul in that pass. And then I think he dropped another one in that first three and out drive that they had. And they realized that. And then they said, you know what, let's put of our, let's put our, more of our efforts toward Pickens, because Pickens can actually catch the ball. Um and he can catch it in, you know, tight thread the needle passes and um and we'll we'll bet that Deontay Johnson won't make an impact and, and they, they were right. Deontay dropped several passes again. And and I think it's hard to like scheme that because the defense might put their chips on Pickens and bet right. And in that case they did bet right because Deontay Johnson did not make a huge impact uh in that game because he was dropping passes. So they were betting that Deontay would drop passes and Pickens wouldn't, so they scheme that way and it's hard it's hard to scheme on offense if one of your receivers can't catch. When when two or three of your receivers got it going on, it's harder to commit to double coverage if you're a defense. So I I, I agree with you to an extent, but at the same time it's like, well, if, if one of your receivers isn't catching the football or making big plays, you can't really scheme that the other way because the defense just isn't gonna bite on you know they're not going to bite on Deontay. They're not going to add extra support for Deontay if he can't catch the ball in open space. So that's just the reality of that. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. Uh, call me, 412-928-9370. And if I don't get to your calls, uh, you can always talk to me on X at Callis underscore three. three. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore three, three on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, I'll be right back to talk a little bit more with you, and then we'll send it off to the Fan Morning Show pre-show with Adam Crowley and Mark Caboli. Doran out today, and Crowley and Caboli, they are at Studio B right now at Bowser Chevrolet in Monroeville. So uh, they'll be talking to you from there in just about 20 minutes. But my name's Nicholas Harry Callis again, and you're listening to the Fan Early Morning Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Football season is also truck season at sunchevy.com. It's getting cold out there now. Uh, Snow flurries, freezing rain expected uh, during the weekend, but today it's going to be high of 42, a low of 28. Tomorrow, clear skies, high of 48, low of 27. That's fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Really getting cold out there now, and you especially feel it. I didn't used to get up this early, like a year ago, uh, on the regular. It's really a pain (laughs) to get up when the sun's not out. You really feel the cold and, and right now let me just check Pittsburgh temperature. It's twenty nine degrees outside. So um you know, if you're up now with me, I sympathize with you. Um just too too cold um in the winter time, especially when you know when the sun's not out, you really feel it. And the high over the next few days, the high temperature is gonna be in the low forties. So winter's really here. November just kinda smacked us. I mean, we had a few days in October where the high reached 70 again, which was nice and comfortable. A few rain showers uh, over some weekends in October, but then November has come around, and right November 1st, just smack right in the face with the cold. And now here we are. So, son, I uh, long for you to come up, which should be uh, in a matter of a uh, half hour, an hour. Start to see the sunrise. So, yeah. All right. Uh, if you want to talk about the Steelers, talk about the World Series, talk about the – we can revel in the Raiders. Um struggles while, uh, you know, they just fired Josh McDaniels, their head coach and their general manager. So, um, yeah, if you want to call and you want to talk about that, 412-928-9370, you can also talk to me on X at Callus underscore three three. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore uh, three three. Call me and talk about it. We're talking a little bit about, you know, how the Steelers scheme their offense. Dave from Delmont always calls in. He's a nice guy. Um, as a, a decent point, talking about the Steelers – scheming uh, on offense and um, Dave didn't like Tomlin's answer where they talked about well we, we couldn't really scheme Pickens uh, for uh, Pickens to get more targets because he was being double covered and I understand that you know that's not one of those comments I mean I'm more concerned about Tomlin not answering whether or not Kenny Pickett was gonna get into the game while he was warming up on the sidelines and. And Tomlin talking about no, we we didn't, you know what? That's not that's not relevant. I mean, it's a relevant question, but that's beside the point that I'm trying to make. Um, I don't think that this answer Tomlin gave about you know scheming f- for Pickens while he's double covered or or not being able to get him the ball because he's being double covered, that's not a bad answer. I don't think because it's hard to. Scheme your team or one specific player out of double coverage when another player is weaker or is lacking. And Deontay Johnson not catching many of those passes he was thrown in that game I think opened the door for the Jacksonville Jaguars to be comfortable putting more effort into stopping George Pickens because Pickens has established that he can catch almost any pass. He is very good at at getting the ball in tough situations, in threading, getting the needle threaded, so to speak, because um, he is he he's a good ca- pass catcher. So the Jacksonville Jaguars seeing on the first play of the game, Deontay Johnson have an opportunity to make a big play and he didn't. And then I think what, one or two plays later, Deontay Johnson missed. It was one play later, uh, Deontay Johnson missed another catch. So, the Jacksonville Jaguars' defense decided to put more effort into covering George Pickens because Deontay Johnson, the the other leading wide receiver, was not catching passes. And he had established that. So, that's not really Tomlin's fault. You've got to be able to scheme... All your players in there, and if the and if the Jacksonville Jaguars are betting Deontay Johnson won't catch passes, and then Deontay Johnson establishes, you know, over and over enough that he's not catching passes for big plays, why would you change up on the defensive side? And at the same time, we complain that Mitch Trubisky threw into triple coverage in that game on Sunday. If Kenny Pickett threw in a double coverage and he got picked off, and George Pickens couldn't make that play because he was in. You know he's being double covered. What do we think then? So I mean it's it's a uh, tiffy. You know I mean you can't scheme around double coverage, but not when your other receivers are not playing or not making the routine plays to you know help out the other receivers on the field.